Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and today I'm back with Daniel Mason-Jones. Uh, he's a salon owner, uh, educator, and motivational speaker in Atlanta, Georgia. Today we're going to talk about uh, changing expectations of workers, and specifically, I mean, all, all people really is happening, but we're going to focus primarily on hairdressers, uh, specifically like what younger people are coming up and telling us, but it's probably not just all, only younger people. Um, and hear what, hear what Daniel's doing, uh, doing about it in his business. Uh, but before that, for those people who did not see a previous episode and aren't familiar with who you are, which is probably unlikely, uh, then would you just give us a little quick intro um, for those people? Of course. So make sure you go back and listen to the previous because it is awesome. And I'm Daniel Mason Jones, passionate hairstylist of almost 21 years right here in the Atlanta area. Luckily, because of people like you, I've been able to travel the world and share my biggest passions and help grow and elevate the industry that I love and care about most. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, if you, definitely, if you didn't get to watch the previous one, we covered a wide spectrum and heard Daniel's story. Um, so, Daniel, last time we spoke, we kind of were, were ending up talking about uh, something that is really, like, dear to my heart and understanding, like, uh, young people, um, you know, I had, I took a break from going as guest speaker to schools. And when I went back, you know, I guess it's been like three years now. Um, the differences were huge. Like what this young, what these young stylists were telling me, they, their expectations were from salon owners compared to what they were prior to back in the day, like 10 years prior that I was going uh, is very drastically different and salon owners have been complaining to me and uh, about like, you know, what are we going to do about these expectations? Um, have you experienced any of that? Of course. It's a, it's yeah, a and, totally new world that we live in and I love it. And what expectate, what are those uh, differences? Like what, ex what are you seeing? You know, are you asking for on my side expectations or on the employee side, what they're expecting when they come into work inside of a salon? Yeah, like what, as a salon owner, what are you seeing coming in the door and, uh, of the stylist? What are their expectations? So they're really looking for education right now. And I tell every one of them, when they come to, when they come for their first interview, we have three interviews that we put you through in our salon just to make sure you're the right culture for us. And more importantly, that we're the right culture for you. So interview one, when they come in, we meet them, we see if the energy's gonna vibe. Um, interview two, we actually have them come in and spend a couple of hours with the entire team. And we have them interview every single employee that works in that company. Um, that way they're hearing from the people that work there, not from me. I want them to hear from the people that have lived it every day. I um, nice. think that's really important. So they come in and they're like, you know, I, I was going to work at the salon or I was there for three months and there was never an education. There was never a class on the schedule. So we immediately open up and show them what our schedule of events are coming up for the year. We've already got 2022's education calendar planned out. You know, you have to be so intentional as a salon owner. And when these people come in, you're not dealing with the old school hairdressers. Those of us have been doing it for a while. These these younger students and, and kids, we call them, they're smart, they're savvy, and they know exactly what they're looking for. In fact, Generation Z inside the salon, they're amazing. In fact, I can't hire enough of them fast enough. I'm obsessed with how they work and how their minds think. Um, I always say to you, if you're going into, into a salon tomorrow to, to interview, and they say, yes, we love education, Ask for a complete tour around that salon because if you're walking around the salon and you don't see 
a room that is stashed full of mannequin heads, they don't have education. So mm, that's, that's one of the number one things. You know, people can tell you a lot of things, but I'm always looking for fact. And so education is number one. The younger generation or the, the kids that are coming out of school right now, they're looking for true culture. They want to be a part of something big. They don't want they, the mentality right now of the 17, 18, 19, 19 year olds as they're coming into our salons. They want to be part of something where you're doing it collectively as a team. They crave that. They want recognition. Uh, they want to be recognized for what they're doing and they want to feel part of something big. So I think these are all very important things. You can't just say, hey, this is our salon. We cut hair, we color hair. You're going to go through a 14 year um, assistant program. That's also done. <laughs> uh, Generation Z and even some of the millennials, they they want to get things done fast. And in fact, I have watched and celebrated the growth from them inside of our salon. They're able to build a full book now in less than a year. I've never seen anything like it. It makes me so proud every day to see how they work and, and how they thrive. So if we are an older mindset, we have to put ourselves into new modern day emotional intelligence. And there's so many great books and podcasts around that. Okay, that's awesome. Um, just because you just brought it up, what is, uh, what is uh, a good book and a good podcast? Oh, gosh. You got me on that one, friend. Just the top of your head, <laughs> the first one that comes around. Um, there's one that I have downstairs right now. It's called Emotional Intelligence. I think it's 2.0. It's okay. a really good book. I think that was where I first started. But you can, if you're going on podcasts on Spotify or any of the platforms, just type in Emotional Intelligence, and it's actually going to give you a list. Or you can even Google podcasts that talk about this. But oh. start to put yourself around so that you understand how the other generation thinks. One of the things that frustrates me so much about existing in this lifetime is everybody's so quick to put people in um, bubbles right in our in our previous talk we talked about commission salons we talked about renting renting salons uh, we have race we have religion we have socioeconomic everybody is so quick even color brands right like maybe i use this color brand they use this like, well i'm not going to use that because that's crap <laughs> what are, we are all on this earth doing the same thing and i feel like when we start to understand if you are a salon owner listening to this i think you need to understand that the younger generations have so much to offer us and we have so much to offer them but we can't set aside pointing fingers like you do this this way and we do it this way. We have to celebrate life together. And that starts with communication. So if your communication is not strong inside the salon, or even if you're leaving school to go into the salon, communication is everything. You know, how you, you need to put all your questions out. Ask those salon owners, hey, do you do this? And when you say that you do this, what does this look like to you? When you say that you provide education, what does education look like to you? Because for me in school, I'm looking for balayage, color correction, um, hand-tied extensions. I'm looking for all these things that are really hot right now, uh, textured hair. So communication is where it all begins. And even when once you get on the floor or have been on behind the chair for two decades, you have to have strong communication. So education and communication are everything that we should be looking for inside of each other inside of our salons. That's good. So um, I just, um, I, I personally know a couple of salon owners who, if they're listening to this right now, they got one question brewing in their head. Um, and I totally, totally agree with everything you're saying about like, you know, being specific and intentional, you know, having a game plan. Don't say you have education, show them this show is them. the education. Uh, um, 
I totally agree. Like having a plan, they want it. They want like they people young, uh, younger people want their handheld a little bit. They want a plan for them. Uh, they also want the freedom and flexibility, which is where I'm going to like shift over to yes. uh, from what I found. And I don't know if you've seen this, but I found that uh, younger people want a lot more control over their schedule from the beginning. And they don't want to spend like, and you already brought this up, this point up about how much time do they spend from school to getting on the floor and um, you know, they want to know that. And so the biggest complaint that I'm hearing is uh, that the young people, they don't want to, they don't want to come in. They don't want to assist. And um, they're having, which is impacting the, 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 the plumbing of the business because their assistants, they don't have assistance. It's hard for them to hold down assistance. And then by the time they like, they, they like everything's running smoothly. They're like, I'm ready to go on the floor or yeah. before that. So exactly. like, how are you seeing that at all? Yeah. And the, the breakdown comes back to communication. So I'm coaching someone right now in New Jersey that is ready to leave their salon. I don't coach people out of salons. That's not what I do. This is a, a person that is very, very talented, um, loves, loves the salon that they work in. In fact, obsessed with the salon. However, the owners are quote unquote old school and they just lost all of their assistants in one week. They all left because they didn't have a path. And so what I'm gonna say right now is that if you're a salon owner, you need to be clear and concise. So if you come in my company today, Robert, and we start working together, you know, you're just out of beauty school, you come work with me, I'm gonna be so freaking excited to have you. I'm gonna tell you exactly what I expect from you. I'm gonna show you how I want my single process colors put on. We're probably gonna apply them together. You'll work in the back, I'll work in the front. I'm gonna cheer you on in front of my guests. And we're like, you know what, I am so lucky to work with you, Robert, you're awesome. I'm gonna say that to you in front of my guests. Number one, it's building your confidence. Number two, it's, it's instilling confidence in my guests that you're amazing. In case there's a day that I can't do their hair, I want them to know they're comfortable with you. You're gonna be great. The other side of that is that when you're having the conversations inside the salon for the, the stylists that are coming out of beauty school, you need to let them know, hey, in our salon, here's an example for us. We have 40 tests that they have to test out on. Now, we do have high expectations of quality of work because we're a very high-end salon. Your one-length haircuts, your layers, your square layers, your round layers, you're going to test out on those. If you, you could test out, I could hire one of the educators. You say, hey, you know what, Daniel? I feel that I'm okay in all these haircuts. Can I test out? I'm going to pay an educator inside my company additional money to stay with you, and you're going to test out all 40 tests. If you test out all 40 tests in three weeks versus 40, you're going on the floor because you've shown us that you know what to do. So everything inside of our company is the earn the right culture. So I don't hold anybody back from anything. I don't believe in holding people back. In fact, as a leader, your job is to create leaders, right? <laughs> so I think that's, uh, that's really important to have those conversations. So your success inside of our culture in our company at Muse Salon and Spa is you can have anything that you want as quickly as you want it. You just have to put in the work to get it, but I'm not going to hold you back. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So the, the big thing that, the thing that you're, okay. So, um, you said that they test out of, uh, all, what do you say? 20 there's 40. 40 there's 40, 40. and what are and what are these things these are like what like everything color from techniques cutting techniques 
Yeah, uh, you have to do an updo for us. In fact, we're about to do something super fun. We're excited now that COVID's kind of, well, who knows? Um, we're doing it anyway. <laughs> um, inside of our culture, we're going to do a fashion show. And so okay. we're going to let all the people that are going through our program, our training program, as they're completing, they're going to do an entire look for us. So they can meet with a boutique, get the clothes, do the hair, do the makeup, and, and showcase their look. Awesome. Uh, it's not the fact that young people are different. That's the problem. It's the fact that our the businesses are designed to ensure having this labor in the section, uh, in the area of, of assisting and apprenticing, apprenticing training. But really, it's because we need the labor for someone to shampoo and sweep and apply our colors and do our blow dries. And um, so if someone is running, say, like a, a shop that you know, they only have maybe four assistants total at a, at a time. Right. Um, you know, so so let's say I'm a salon owner and my salon, I only need more four uh, assistants and and I'm having trouble because like I feel like I'm caught. And I and I did what you said. I, I put together a path and, right. I, you know, and I got these kids coming in and they're testing out in three weeks. And I'm like, what? I got any kid. <laughs> it's like, I can't handle this. Like I'm hiring new people. And then the question is like, do we even have room? So like, what would you say to somebody if say they're, they're building out. And uh, I mean, there's two problems here. One is like having the capacity to continue to grow. Um, but like the other is, you know, what does someone do uh, in that, in a scenario or do you have anything? Yeah. So <clears throat> you have to look at every model every business model is unique in its own way. So how you might negate a situation like that, if they're going onto the floor faster than you expected, let me ask you the second set of questions. So now you're putting these people on the floor. Do they have customers? And do you have enough customers to feed them? Good right? question. How about so, the, go ahead. So what we do is we have, they have to generate a certain number. So I work three days a week inside the salon and all of my teammates that work directly with me, my associates, they have, we're open six days a week inside of our company. So they have three additional days. If they want to, they can come in and work those three additional days for additional revenue. They can take their own customers. A lot of times they take the customers I can't get in during the week, which is completely fine by me. The other side of that is if they are generating, we look, we work six hour fragments inside of our salon. So some people work full days, but it's rare. Um, so somebody comes in and works a six hour shift. I'm looking at their numbers to see what they're producing. And it's not for me, the business owner. So I, I want you to hear this if you're a student, because so many people, again, going back to commission salons, they think they were out taking all your money. I'm like, in fact, I'm definitely not. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to give you my money to work in the company. So, um, but what you're doing is we, we set up a certain guide. So we ask that they at least produce $150 during that six hour shift. If they can do $150 in service, which is super easy in our company, our average ticket's 120 inside of our salon. So it's right. very easy. Um, if they can produce 150 and if they're selling at least one product to that one customer, or if they're seeing two customers at least selling one product and getting at least one or, <coughs> sorry, one or two of them pre-booked for their next experience, I now know that this individual is qualified and not only that, when we put them behind the chair on their own, they're not going to fail. 
I don't believe as a leader we should be setting our, our younger generations up for failure. We need to support them. Again, going back to communication, if you communicate your expectations of them, letting them know, hey, you know, I want you to do $150 during your shift, and this is why. When you go onto the floor, I want to make sure that you can eat. There's nothing that makes me more happy than watching you buy a new car or a new home or paying off your credit card debt or whatever your dreams and goals are. My job as your leader and mentor is to make sure you can do that. And by doing that, this is the path. Now, once you become a stylist inside of our company, you know, when somebody comes in from school, we can very confidently set them down. We have right now eight levels inside of our salon. We show them what a level one makes inside of our company. It's around $56,000 a year, which is pretty much your first year. The second year, um, or some people go faster. <laughs> Once you get into level twos and threes, you're making upwards of $70,000 a year. Level four, you're, you're getting close to $85,000, $87,000 a year. Level five, you're at $100,000 plus. And now once you get past that, that's where the magic really happens inside of our salon. We pay for your assistants, your associates. Um, we give you even higher commissions and your prices go higher. So these people now at five, six, seven, eight in our company, you have people working. In fact, I could shout out one right now. Her name's Megan. Megan works 18 hours a week inside of our salon and she does over $300,000 a year working 18 hours a week. Nice. Nice. So uh, when you're clear, <coughs> sorry, yeah. when you're clear and showing them an actual career path and showing them where they can go, now you have clarity on the situation. They know, hey, if I get to a level three, I'm going to be making over $70,000 a year. This is awesome. So on interview two, we, we explain our culture on time on interview one. On interview two, we're like, hey, this is Megan. She's, she's a level seven in the company. Interview her. Talk to her. Find out how she did it. She's been in our salon for 12 years and she's crushing the game. You know, here's Lisa. Here's Heather. Here's Joe. Here's all these people. So they get to go interview those people and say, wow, you did this? And so now it no longer comes about me leading the company. I create leaders inside the company. Nice. That's awesome. That sounds like you, uh, <clears throat> you thought like a, like a bigger business mindset where, you know, it's like, Hey, I have this challenge in this sector of my business. So we're going to create a system and, uh, we're going to tweak the system as is needed. Yes. And, uh, you know, as opposed to just sitting around and complaining <laughs> about it. <laughs> exactly. You know, and you have to look the other thing that I'll say, and I say this with all due respect to our industry, but our industry is a mess. Yeah. Our industry is a mess. I don't care which model you're in, whether it's a hybrid, a rental, a freelance, a, uh, somebody that does hair on a, a mobile RV, I don't, whatever you do, it doesn't matter. Our industry is it has some serious challenges right now. And we need to have authentic conversations to bridge the gap in all of these models so that we can become successful together. Because I believe, just like the, the um, motto for quarantine, stronger together, I believe that in our industry. We have to have these conversations and learn from each other so that we can figure out what works for us. And so therefore, I don't look inside of our industry really for a lot of coaching. A lot of the coaching that I get, and I say this all the time, I have gone through Ritz-Carlton training. I have gone through Disney Institute training, uh, Chick-fil-A. There's all these companies that are doing really wonderful things in their organizations. I encourage you, if you're a leader in our industry, get out of our industry and go learn something new. Translate that back to our industry and help grow what we have together. I love that. That's so good. That's pretty cool. I never actually, I guess I really didn't think about that. That's good. 
Nice. There's so many great opportunities out there, you know, and some of the leadership um, people that I look to, they're amazing. And I've sat through so many leadership training. <laughs> In fact, I'm subscribed to every, I think I, I have so many memberships, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I want to be better. You know, I can't be an effective leader if I don't have leaders. I can't be an effective coach if I don't have coaches. And, you know, so many times, even you've been in the business long enough to know that there's hair colorists out there and there's cutters. And I, I love them all for what they do. They have passion. But when is the last time they sat in a class? Right. You see them teaching all the time, but you never see them learning. And so that's concerning. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, don't I, just because you're the teacher and the coach don't mean doesn't mean that you shouldn't be getting coached and taught. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's good. Well, um, uh, I think this was a great conversation. I really appreciate uh, your time. Um, I really like your message of uh, you know really dig into uh, you know mapping out uh, a plan for your people. And um, I mean, just doing that in and of itself shows how much you care about your people. Uh, but then to actually like implement it and then invite people in to uh, check out your whole, whole, whole vibe and like interview uh, other people that work there and uh, let them know, let the stylist know like, hey, like this is what it takes to get from point A to point B. And here's somebody who's done it quickly. Uh, why don't you talk to them? And, you know, here's somebody who, you know, took their more time and focused on building their craft first. And, uh, you know, they took, uh, you know, whatever, um, showing them like the variations and how they can move, get to where they want, because they want to be behind the chair. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's great. Um, and uh, if there, so for, for, how about this, to wrap it up, um, two things, one thing like your, your tip or best piece of advice or something like that for a rising stylist and then your best piece of advice or, you know, uh, or tip for a salon owner. Awesome. So in both situations, stay focused, stay, stay humble and stay kind. You know, if you can stay focused, then, you know, you're going to stay educated. You're going to do all the things you need to do to grow, whether you're a stylist or a salon leader. If you are not learning, you are definitely not growing. And in fact, you're going to put yourself out of business no matter what you're doing in any business, but especially ours. And the humility part, look, <laughs> we're all just humans. And there's a quote that I absolutely adore. It's from um, Ram Das, And the quote is, we are all here walking each other home. So we have to remember that all of us are simply passing through this life, this whole entire life, the secret to all happiness, to unlock happiness and true joy in your life is to understand that you're never here to serve yourself. You're only here to serve other people. So when you put others first, you're always going to win. That's so good. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time. And um, I hope to uh, chat with you again uh, in the future. And um, yeah, uh, thanks so much. And uh, I really think I got a lot out of this. <laughs> What's up? Thanks for being such a great interviewer. You're easy to talk to.
Awesome. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I, you know, I never really, I really never really know, um, you know, how it is from the other, other side. So that's good to hear. And uh, you're awesome. Like it was so easy to talk to you. And uh, I think that, you know, I definitely picked up some stuff. So I'm sure that's uh, our viewers and listeners did. Uh, if anybody um, has any questions, uh, feel free. Is that cool? They just like, you know, reach out to you and, Absolutely. um, or you can reach out to us and we can like, you know, send the stuff over. Uh, also, we'll be putting in the comments section below, uh, you know, the you know, information about this interview, as well as like, uh, we'll also be putting on our website, your recommendations for uh, books and uh, uh, classes, etc. Um, so if you haven't, if you're a viewer and you haven't already, please, um, please like, or subscribe or follow this channel. It helps support us and it doesn't cost you anything. And, uh, we really appreciate everyone's support. And again, Daniel, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, friend. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye.